You're listening to the In All Podcast. This episode tells the story of a misfit, messed up, or marginalized person in the Bible. Someone who found grace when they were expecting judgment. Someone whom Jesus surprised with welcome, love, or forgiveness. These stories are curated by Mercy Street, a church community in Houston, Texas. We believe God is in all places and working in all people to create a safe harbor of hope and restoration. Go to inallexperience.org to find your story in all stories and see how we all find God in all our stories. Today's Bible passage is perhaps a familiar one. You know how you can hear a passage from the Bible enough times that you really lose the ability to listen? Your mind is jumping ahead to the miraculous outcome or the zinger of a question that Jesus would ask. Or you're already wrestling with the imagery of a parable that has a confusing ending. Now, both of those examples are times when we're actually engaged in listening to the passage But what about the familiar passages that we hear and our mind just checks out completely? Yeah, 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 I know how the story ends. The father's going to rush out, throw a robe on the lost son who came home. Or I get it, there'll be enough to eat for all 5,000 and there's even some leftovers. Our invitation when we read or hear the Bible is to have ears that are open. For the word is always reading us and calling out to us, even while we are reading and listening to it. So tonight is a familiar story, and I want to tell two other stories before introducing the passage. A man walks into a bar. He takes a seat at the counter and greets the bartender by name. This is a place where everyone knows his name. He's been a customer for years. But now his usual is no longer a double on the rocks. He sits a bit taller than he did all those years. Now he orders a seltzer water with a twist of lime. He takes out a pen and paper to work on the budget report due at the end of the week. Around him he hears the clink of the ice and other tumbler glasses. He listens to the rise and fall of voices. And he remembers what it was like when he came for just one drink and he stayed until last call. Now with a few years of sobriety and a renewed hope for life, he puts pen to paper to work on this budget. The deadline is quickly approaching. Around this time, a priest walks into the bar and sits down next to the man. Noticing the priest's collar, the man inquires if he can ask a few questions. He's asking those questions that have been gnawing at him for a while. What does he need to do to receive life? Full life. A life that's no longer weighed down by guilt or shame. A life where he can experience the fullness that happens. You can feel like the wealthiest person in the world regardless of what your checking account says. So as the two gentlemen sit at the bar talking The priest says, I know that you are a good employee. You're sober. You don't steal. You treat others fairly. You regularly attend your 12-step meetings. I hear you. But why do you still feel restless? 
The man says, I know, what, what do I have to do to experience life? The priest looks at the man and with full acceptance and love, you know the way that God would look at you if you could imagine God seeing you through the eyes of love. And the priest says to the man, go home, talk to your wife, help your children with their homework. You're sitting at this bar, not drinking, you're being responsible, but you're still working 70 hours a week to provide for your family. Could it be that you're avoiding those who want to know you most? The priest finishes his ginger ale, gets up, and leaves the man. The man sits all alone and wonders, is this life even possible? Or another story. Early on Monday, a woman drops her children off at school and goes to Target to get her regular items on the list. Detergent, bathroom cleaner, paper towels, groceries. She quickly completes her errands in order to be at work on time. The rhythm of her days are quite different from when she was on her own, able to set her own schedule. Now she's got a husband and children to think about. The sacrifices she makes are worth the gift of a family and a job. And she's worked hard to be at this point in her life. Growing up, she didn't have much of an example for raising a family or being a good mom, and so she's found a renewed connection to God, but lately she still feels empty, restless. Maybe it's not even an emptiness, but she feels as if she's hurrying from one thing to the next, nothing getting her full attention. As she gets to work, she encounters a friend, a colleague, and this other woman shares about a coworker who was recently suspended from work. The woman can't help but be consumed by this new, juicy piece of information. The excitement that builds within her to celebrate someone else's failure, to throw in a sarcastic comment. Her coworker says to her, why is it that you always celebrate when someone else fails? Why does your spirit seem to lift when someone else is struggling? Caught in the moment, this woman who works so hard walks away with the truth before her. The third story comes from Matthew chapter 19. Starting in verse 16, I won't read the full story, but here is an excerpt. This may be a passage you've heard before, but stay with it. Listen with open ears. One day, a man stops Jesus and asks, Teacher, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, Why do you question me about what is good? God is the only one who is good. If you want to enter the life of God, do what God tells you. The man says, Well, what in particular? Jesus replies, Don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. The young man replied, I've done all of that. What's left? Jesus said, if you want to give it all you've got, go and sell your possessions. Give everything to the poor, all of your wealth, and then your wealth will be held in heaven. And come and follow me. That was the last thing the young man expected to hear. And so crestfallen, he walked away 
for he was holding on tight to a lot of things, and he couldn't bear to let go. These three stories all have this in common. Jesus is always inviting us into the deeper waters, always inviting us to see God in all of our conversations, in all of our relationships. Jesus looks at the rich man, the workaholic, the liar, the one full of pride for her accomplishments, the one who thinks they've hit a home run when they've started out on third base, the one who can't tell the truth, the one who steals, the one who ignores the widow, the orphan, or the stranger. Jesus looks at the one who leaves relationships too quickly or not quickly enough, the one who struggles to trust. Jesus looks at all of us and loves us and calls us to the places of impossible transformation and says to us, let's start here. You won't be able to do it on your own. Trust me. I wonder if we can consider what it is that we are holding on to tightly in our lives, our places where we have moved from one place of death into life and Jesus is calling us into even deeper and more full expressions of life. What is it you need right now? What is it you desire? And how can you in this moment invite Jesus to bring life and life to the full. Thanks for listening. When we gather in homes or coffee shops to listen to the In All podcast, we've saved you a seat. Go to inallexperience.org to check out locations for the In All groups in Houston.